Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the house of the shepherd and the bishop of our souls right here at Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. This is none other than Pastor Fred Alexander Oyola. Glad you've decided to join us here today. Karibuni. May the Lord bless you this year like never before to immense fruitfulness. We always start here quickly with some announcements. <laughs> Number one, read your Bible, pray every day if you want to. Now, come on, finish it. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. We are now on Psalms 120 or Psalm 120. We've been reading the Bible from the 11th of January. As you know, right here at Embakasi, we read the Bible intensely. Every year from Genesis to Revelation, we are now on week 25. Psalms 120 is tomorrow. We keep on. Our Bible study, Zoom Hangout, after every book, is back next week. On the 5th of July, we meet over the book of Job. We always meet after every book is finished. And so because the book of Psalms is a long book that takes forever, we always meet after, um, we, we decided to do it after every two weeks, where we sit down, we talk about the Bible, and the next one is the book of Job. Join us, man. This month we began a new Samoan series, we called it In the Last Days. Today was the last day. Oh man. Can you imagine? Four weeks are gone. The month of June is finished. And so... After June, July, man, June is done. This was the last Sunday. First week we talked about um, the question whether these are really the last days. We, we spoke about Jesus reminding us that they are. And so all you need to do is to be alert in the word of God and to pray. In the second week, we looked at Paul's end of days warnings to his disciple Timothy. He told him that the believers in the last day will leave the faith because of lies and false doctrines. He also tells him that the problem in the last days will actually be people and not situations or circumstances. The ozone layer is in trouble because of people. The crime rate is up because of people. In the last days, we need to be the people who do not love self or have the form of godliness and deny the power thereof. Paul is telling Timothy in the, Timothy in the last days, we need to be careful of the people. Last week, we talked about the suffering that will be present in the last days and Jesus reminding us that the suffering will be good for us. The world is teaching the opposite. We do not need to suffer. We need soft life. We need um, a life that is just easy, cool life. Jesus told us that because of suffering, we will be um, appealing to him, we will have the fruit of the Spirit. We will be godly people. And so embrace suffering in endurance, like Jesus said. If you missed any of the sermons, guys, check out our Anchor FM podcast platform. All our messages are on there. Just type Anchor FM Nairobi Chapel Embakasi on Google. You will find us. You can listen to us. Download the Anchor FM app on um, Google Store. You'll, you'll get us. We are in everything from Spotify to Apple uh, 
the podcast, we are there. Let's open our Bibles and read from Luke 21, from verse 33 to 36. That has been our Bible reading for the whole month. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Here we go. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down and depressed with the dizziness of debauchery and the nausea of self-indulgence and the worldly worries of life. And then that day when the Messiah returns will not come unto you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all those who live on the face of all the earth. But keep alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength and ability to be found worthy and to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand in the presence of the Son of Man at his coming. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, as we share your word, as we break and open your word, Jehovah, prepare our hearts that there may be good ground for the deposit of your word for our edification, our admonishment, but not just for that, but so that we might have good fruit. We might shine your light. We might do what you called us to do. In this short time we have together, bless it in Jesus' name. Siwaskim kisema amen. Sema amen. Yeah. Are we living in the last days? The answer is... Okay, let me ask that again. Are we living in the last days? The answer is, yes, we are. In the first week, we began by saying that these are the last days. Actually, it was week two when we began by saying, these are the last days, the end of days, the end of times, which began when Jesus was born. It was verified through Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, that tells us that in the past, God spoke to ancestors through the prophets, at many times and in various ways, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. We are in the last days. In case you're wondering, in case your heart is not believing, I'm here to announce again on this week four of our series that we are in the last days. The Old Testament has over 300 prophecies of Jesus Christ that ran all the way from Genesis to Malachi. The book of Genesis in chapter 3 prophesies that he will strike the head of the serpent, which he did by defeating the devil all through his life on earth. It was prophesied in Micah 5 that he would be born in Bethlehem and in Isaiah 7 to a virgin. Zechariah 11 prophesies that he'd be betrayed by 30 pieces of silver. And then Daniel 9 and Zechariah 13 prophesy that he'd die for the sins of the world. Psalms 118 prophesies of his resurrection. Then Daniel 7 finishes the Messiah's storyline by reminding us that he would ascend to heaven. These are just a few of the over 300 prophecies. Think about that. The Old Testament testifies, prophesies of Jesus Christ. So if you're saying that you do not read the Old Testament, where are you getting the fullness of understanding who Jesus Christ was? What was told about him? His story begins in Genesis and ends in Revelation. May you never be those that are found saying, Ah, the Old Testament is a joke. We are living in the new dispensation of the Spirit of God. And so I only need the New Testament. That's lies from the devil. Remember we said that in the last days, Many will fall away from the faith because of lies and false doctrines. 
One of the lies the enemy is perpetuating in these times is that the Old Testament is null and void. Get thee behind me, Satan, with that, those silly lies. In Jesus' name we all shout, Hallelujah. <laughs> the New Testament is also full of prophecies, but unlike the Old Testament, it tells us more of Jesus' second coming. Jesus explicitly told his disciples in the same book we just read when he began at Luke 21, 27, that during the said time of great distress, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. The New Testament is full of the fulfillment of the prophecies of the Old Testament on Jesus Christ. And so we see him embodied in human form in the book of Matthew all the way to the book of John, the Gospels. And then once he's done, we see his works, his disciples' work from the book of Acts and going forward. Hallelujah to the New Testament. But it doesn't end there. It's full of prophecies, like we just said, of the second coming of the Lord. Let's read quickly Acts 1, chapter 1 to, uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 1 to 11. I'll read from the NIV. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was still eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with the water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Hey, the jokers. He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Jesus promised the coming of the Holy Spirit, went up into heaven, and then angels came and told the disciples in the same way, he will come back. Hey, Jesus, this is an announcement, Jesus will come back in these last days. Mm, let that sink in. He will come back. He is almost here. Paul the Apostle gave a lot of Christ prophecies at the Christ's day. <laughs> Paul the Apostle gave a lot of Christ prophecies on his coming back afterwards as well. In 1 Thessalonians 4.16, he tells us that the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Hmm. Hmm? Paul was also testifying, prophesying, confirming that Jesus is coming. Hey. One thing you must remember though is that quite a bit must happen before 
and will happen after he comes back. This has been talked about a lot and in summary looks like this. Number one, the falling away of believers must happen as shown in 2 Thessalonians 2. The great falling away. We know that in the last days, like we read last week, is it last week? Yes, in suffering. And even week two, that in the last days, many will fall away because of lies and false doctrines. And so before Jesus comes back, there will be a great falling away. Many will quit the walk with the Lord, saying, it is taking too long. I don't believe it anymore. I am my own God anyway. I can do whatever I want to do, how I want to do, and I can manipulate the result of what I want anyway. So, many will fall away. Believers. Number two, before the Lord comes, the revealing of the man of sin must happen. As shown in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's read 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 to 4. Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus, Paul says, and our being gathered to him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, do not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by the teaching allegedly from us, whether by a prophecy or by a word or mouth or by a letter, asserting that the day of the Lord has already come. Do not let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs the falling away of believers, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, a man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. So, the man of sin must be revealed. The Antichrist, the guy who says that he is uh, the defier of the God of heaven, and Jesus Christ, his son, the savior of humanity. Those two events must happen before Jesus returns for his church. Those must happen. Hmm. Let me read 1 John chapter 2, 18, 27. I'll read quickly from NIV. Dear children, this is the last hour. As you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us. But they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. None of them. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Father has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. As for you, see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. Ah, hallelujah. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray, to lie to you, to give you false doctrines. As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. Remain in him. So, Number one, the falling away of believers must happen before Jesus comes back. The revealing of the man of sin must also ha happen. And you've seen what Paul has told us. 
what John has told us. The Antichrist must come. Lazima kuja. And then, number three, when this happens, Jesus comes back for his church in what has been called the rapture of the church. This is stated in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, that we've, that we've just read. That's the first time he comes back. Jesus comes for his church in the rapture. Mm. Number four, when Jesus leaves with the church, what then happens to the world? The seven years of the great tribulation begin as shown in Revelation 6, chapter 6, Revelation chapter 18. There will be wars, starvation, death of human beings, death of fish in the seas due to them turning to blood. Eh? The seas will turn to blood. What we are being told, told in Exodus about the plagues is a picture of the tribulation that will happen without Christ. Earthquakes, scorching sun and the heat that comes from it. And darkness. <coughs> darkness. Believe it or not. Darkness. Imagine that. There will be great darkness in the world. Just like it was in the days of Moses. Hoo-wee. Great tribulation. Why tribulation? Because now the enemy will have the reign over the world. The Holy Spirit will have gone with the church to heaven. And for seven years straight, tribulation will overwhelm humanity. And then at the end of the seven years, number five, the battle of Armageddon begins and happens in Revelation 16. The enemy now thinks that he can fight with God, the God of heaven, the creator of the universe. The creator of everything. And when he's defeated in Revelation 16, number 6, what happens after Jesus? He comes now finally to establish his earthly kingdom as shown in Revelation 19. So will Jesus Christ come back again to earth? Will he come to earth in these last days? The answer is, I can't hear you. The answer is what? Yes, Jesus is coming. The question then should be if Jesus will come back. It should be when will he come back? No wonder we are talking about the last days. The answer is we are in the last days, which definitely means Jesus is coming back. The biggest question though is this. Are you ready today? Are you ready right now? And if not, what is keeping you from being ready? Let me read for us 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, from verse 1 to 11. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. I don't know the date. It will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day shall surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. Remember first week we said, be alert and pray. Let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, 
Let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Mm. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Hey, guys, we have to be ready because Jesus will come as a thief in the night, unannounced, quickly, in the twinkling of an eye. And so I will ask again, are you ready today to receive the coming of the Lord? Are you ready right now? Whether you are in business, whether you are working, whether you are stay-at-home mom, whether you are a working husband or a, not a business husband, are you ready? And if not, what is keeping you from being ready? Do you remember the parable of the ten virgins in Matthew 25? The parable of the ten virgins in Matthew 25. Jesus, in Matthew 24, gives us an explicit insight into the last days. Gives us the warning and then jumps into Matthew 25 and begins giving the kingdom of heaven examples. He gets into the ten virgins example and says of the ten virgins who five were foolish, five were wise. I didn't say they were foolish. The Bible did. Excuse me, please. <laughs> five, the, the five foolish ones had lamps because the, 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 bride, the, the groom, the bachelor, sorry, who had invited them to a wedding was coming at night. It was in the evening, late hours of the evening. And so when he invites them, each one goes with, a, with lamps. The foolish ones never carried oil. The bright ones did. The, the wise ones did. And so when the bachelor was late in coming, stayed for too long, the foolish ones and the wise ones slept. Once they slept, the moment the bachelor came and everyone was told to wake up, hey, I'm Kenny, I'm Kenny, get up, get up. <laughs> the foolish ones had no oil in their lamps. The wise ones did. Who do you think went to the, to the wedding? Obviously, the wise ones went to the wedding. When the foolish ones went to try to get oil at buying it and then get to the wedding banquet, the door was closed. They tried getting in. They were told, eh -eh, this is closed. Bye. See ya. When Jesus comes like a thief in the night because we have waited for him for so long, the question will be, will he find your lamp on giving off light because you managed to put oil in it, Amma will you find your lamp dead with no oil? What will be the answer? When he, if he comes to you today, do you have oil in your lamp? Is your heart full of the light of Jesus? Do your eyes see the path that God has set are you able to say categorically that I have the light of Jesus in my life? And so every part of me is light. 
I am shining the light of Jesus. Ama, when he comes, he will find you not believing. One of the biggest reasons keeping us from being ready, I believe, is a lack of belief that Jesus will come back. If the foolish women, the virgins, actually believed that this bachelor would come, the groom was going to make it, they would have prepared better. Think about your life. Anytime you believe something with all of your heart, you do everything possible to make sure that you are ready for it. Whether it's a job interview, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a meeting with a powerful person, you always prepare for it. Lack of preparation at times or mostly looks like you don't believe that whatever you're seeking will happen. One of the biggest reasons keeping us from being ready is a lack of belief that Jesus will come back. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 3 to 18 reads as follows. Above all, understand that in the last days scoffers will come, scoffing and following their, their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming of the Lord Jesus Christ that he promised? Even since our ancestors died, everything goes on as, as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by the water. By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, with me, with us, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to, to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will, be, will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with this, with this promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless blameless and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. Just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. In, sorry, his letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from a secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Do you see what Peter is telling us here? In the last days, many will be asking scoffingly, 
Where is this coming? These preachers, you guys have been talking about Jesus is coming today. Jesus is coming. These are the last days. We are not seeing him. So what are you guys talking about? If you think that you are still scoffing, that we are still um, chatting emptiness, saying things that are not true, that your ancestors have died. My parents kept telling me Jesus is coming. They are died and it's not even coming. They are time. Oh, everything is still going on as it has. The evil is still there. Oh, politicians. Oh, okay. Please note the following occurrences and tell me. Noah was told of the destruction of the world, but not one. But no one, apart from his family, was saved. Noah was told of the destruction of the world, but no one, apart from his family, was saved. Okay, that's not as heavy. Let's look at another one. Lot preached destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah to his sons-in-law, and they never believed. What happened to Sodom and Gomorrah? Answer that for yourself. Jonah, remember Jonah? Preached destruction of Nineveh. And they believed for a time, and a couple of hundred years later, it was destroyed in the book of Nahum. What God was saying happened. Okay, right, let's look at another one. Jeremiah and the prophets preached captivity to Israel. But no one believed. Jeremiah and all the prophets in the Old Testament always warned the children of Israel not to disobey the Lord. Otherwise, captivity will happen. Finally, they went into captivity into, in Assyria and Babylon. For how long? 70 years. That happened. Did they believe the prophets? No. Did the captivity happen? Yes, it did. The prophets, same prophets, preached about the coming of Jesus. But no one believed. Moses spoke about Jesus. They didn't even understand him then. The prophets, Isaiah, spoke of Jesus. Did they believe him? No. They actually thought a prophet will come that will overturn the captivity that they were facing from the Roman Empire. Was that what Jesus came to do? Not really. Jesus, let's look, let's look at the life of Jesus. Jesus preached the end of the world, even to his disciples. Did they believe it? Not really. Paul, when talking to the people in Asia, in the churches that he, he, was, he was being used to, um, to plant, to build up, to establish, told them to believe that Jesus was going to come in the end of days. Did they believe Paul? No. Finally, preachers today are still preaching the end of the world, the coming of the Savior, Jesus Christ, to take his children home and then come back and establish the kingdom of heaven on this earth. Do people believe? No. Will it happen? You bet it will. If Jesus was prophesied and he came, Jesus prophesied his death and resurrection and they happened. And Jesus prophesied of his coming back. Believe you me, it is going to happen. We are living in the very days that that what, which Jesus told us will happen. Do you believe that Jesus is coming back soon like a thief in the night? And 
are you ready if you if you are not ready if you do not believe him all you need to do is say jesus i need you in my life you need to believe it in your heart say it with your mouth and you will be saved and he will begin a new work in you it doesn't matter what you're doing right now or what you've ever done in your life or where you come from jesus is no respecter of persons he begins a work in you that he promised to finish when he comes back jesus is coming back soon like a thief in the night any minute now any moment in a twinkling of an eye he will be here i hope that he finds you ready god bless you and see you next week join us every sunday from 11 a.m. at rubani house of airport north road have a blessed week